Welcome to the Western Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, what's so, in the cooler? Uh, oh, <laughs> just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Sports, 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 sports side heater. Extra credit. Nasty boys. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome back to an extra credit episode of the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler, and this week I'm joined by Mike and Matt. Uh, Jim didn't do his homework and is playing hooky. So this week it is a uh, we are we are pivoting away from a homework episode where we were supposed to be covering Survivor Series 1991, and we are pushing that back. Um, I'm giving Jim a bit of an extension, if you will, on his homework. Um, and, and we're going to be covering 10 points off per day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He must report back to me tomorrow. Um, <laughs> if he's done his homework. So tonight we're going to uh, be delivering an extra credit episode where we'll be talking about, um, all things that are going on in wrestling right now. Um, but first the three of us did do our homework. So is there anything that uh, you guys are excited to talk about next week with Survivor Series 1991? Because I've got one thing that I'm really excited to talk about. And oh, yeah. it's Was the it British just- Bulldogs. Uh, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan's comparison of British Bulldog to Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save the line for next week. Yeah, it, save it. it. Was- it was pretty. It was pretty spot on. But uh, yeah, <laughs> if you're not sharing, I won't share either. Yeah. No, there's also a pretty fantastic uh, Roddy Roddy Piper promo um, after Hogan. Spoiler alert: loses the title, uh, and he is all sorts of jazzed up. This this entire pay per view, and I, I know I'm burying the lead here, but this entire pay per view just feels like it's one big advertisement for Tuesday in Texas. Oh, 100%. Yes. Oh, That's exactly yes. what it is. It's crazy. I'm excited to kind of go through and point it all out next week. But, uh, man, it, it was it's all about Tuesday in Texas, apparently. I don't remember all yeah, that. The, the, we're going to talk about it next week, but the, I think the weirdest thing to me about this whole thing is the layout of the card. Yes. Um, how so Hogan doesn't close the show, and it, the match that does close the show is so strange and, and just does not fit. Uh, but... We'll get into it uh, a little bit deeper next weekend or next week. I apologize. So uh, as usual, you can find us on Instagram at extra cooler and over on Twitter at extra cooler show. Be sure to follow the pod foundation on social media at pod foundation. Check out the chick Foley show and turnbuckle tavern. All right. Uh, So it's a light one tonight Uh, for me. What's in my cooler. I have a beer that Matt left in my fridge almost a month ago from Sloop. Uh, he talked about it uh, probably a few weeks ago, three or four weeks. Uh, Hazy Image, and uh, it's a New England IPA, and Sloop does not disappoint, in my opinion. I have yet to have one of their beers that I do not enjoy. Now that one was a good one. I, I, has it already been a month? Man, I, I guess we have hung out since then, too, so that makes total sense. <laughs> 
Oh man. So for me, I, I made another trip down to Hudson Valley brewery in Beacon, New York. Uh, I actually got to hang out at the brewery for a little while, which is not normal. I normally I'm just stopping in and making a pit stop and coming on home with a couple of four, four packs. But, um, you know, I got to sit down, hang out, get to check out the, uh, the facilities, which changed a lot since the last time I was there, but really awesome spot uh, up in Beacon. If you're ever in the area, you can stop at Tito Santana's Taquerito and uh, get yourself some tacos <laughs> in the wrestling world and then uh, head down for some, some, some great beers. Um, but I've got Incandenza this week. It's another sour IPA, um, a wheat-based IPA with Citra and Mosaic hops. I'm going right back to the same ones again, but uh, I guess I'm a <laughs> sucker for them. But anyway, they call this as tasting like grapefruit pith, Sauvignon Blanc, piss? and lemon hens. <laughs> Tastes like grapefruit piss? Pith. Pith. Um, piss? <laughs> it's, it's the white stuff on the outside of the citrus fruit. So you're just doing a Dusty Rhodes impression. Yeah. Well, it's pith, baby. It's pith. <laughs> Mike, what's in one. your cooler this Cheers. week? Cheers. Uh, well, uh, I didn't really have time to go to the distributor or the brewery or anything like that. So to quote the great race dance, it's Miller time. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong in a row. That. It's two weeks two in a row is with your I can't even remember. time. That's my wife's <laughs> go-to. That's always stocked in our fridge. And apparently it's the, it's the, the uh, best out of the uh, classic light beers. I'd uh, say. Completely agree. Completely agree. All right, Matt, take it away with our uh, extra credit. Let's do it. The Extra Cooler Show is a proud member of the Pod Foundation. The Pod Foundation is a partnership between ourselves, the Chick Foley Show, and Turnbuckle Tavern. We're committed to bringing wrestling fans everywhere the best content possible and sharing our love for all things professional wrestling. Follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter to interact with us and stay up to date with all of our shows. And we are back for an extended edition of the uh, Extra Coolers Extra Credit with our top three. So the Extra Cooler top three spotlights our top stories from the week that was in pro wrestling brought to you by ProWrestlingTees.com. ProWrestlingTees.com is your one-stop shop for all your favorite wrestling stars merch, including the Extra Cooler show. Stop on by, buy a tee, let us know, and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Extra cooler show so right as we went off the air or right as we stopped recording i guess we're not live we're not on the air right so once we stopped recording last week we got some news of john moxley and i'm sure that everybody is fully aware they covered it on the aew episodes this past week uh, cm punk gave a really great promo um backing him and he has checked himself into inpatient rehab for alcohol and um, just wanted to send our well wishes from the extra cooler show out to John Moxley and, um, and Renee, and hopefully um, he can get the help he deserves and needs. And it's really uh, awesome to see him reach out and, you know, find help for himself. It's normally not like that. So um, really commend him on that and well wishes. We hope he's back on our television soon. And I guess we can start with uh, some other somber news within our honorable mention this week. I'm going to call it somber, but it just really upset me as WWE has announced their Survivor Series teams. So the big SmackDown versus Raw 
showdown <laughs> the one night of the year where SmackDown and Raw face each other, whatever <laughs> yes, they're shoveling down our throats. They released it on social media. They didn't even give us a you know storyline to go along with it. Yeah. And I know they tried to scramble and give us some you know changes on Raw this past week, but it man, this just feels lazy. I don't, I don't, I just don't it's- understand it. It's extremely lazy. It's like you said last week or the week before. Um, they, it's almost like they know that no one watches their shows. Yeah. So they're like, you know what? We're just going to put this out on social media and introduce it that way. And uh doesn't make yeah. me want to watch Raw or SmackDown, which, no. which at this point in my, my life and television watching, I'm quite all right with. Yeah, I, I, I don't watch either on time for sure. And I keep myself updated. Mostly probably because yes. I have to talk about it <laughs> or I've chosen to talk about it. Right. Um, and I'll watch SmackDown. I'll try to bring my son into it and, you know, have him watch with me on Saturday morning or Sunday morning, whenever we have time to do so. Um, but it, it's not consistent and it's not enough to be appointment watching, but um you know, and it's bookings like this and it's things like this that really makes me I'm stuck and I'm harping on this whole piece of like WWE is just booking to be on social media and, and take it at that and why waste the five hours a week to to actually watch it live yeah right. i don't i don't either it's pointless yeah but they got to do something you know it's got to shake things up can't just be this same old crap storyline for you like, know the past 10 plus years the funny part is, is i said this a while ago uh and and i've kind of stuck to this routine where i find myself enjoying the pay-per-views more when I don't watch the shows because the shows are just frustrating and I enjoy SmackDown. Don't get me wrong. I I enjoy the two hours when I do sit there, but it's Friday and that's not what I do on Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but to me, the product is more enjoyable if you just go in it and watch the pay-per-views because usually, usually the matches deliver the storylines haven't really been there right now. Um, But you know, to me, it's it's just not worth watching. But I just, hey. you know, and we'll talk about it a little bit more in story number three when we get there. But like, I hope that they're just reshuffling the deck. They've probably got <laughs> these these quote unquote budget cuts that we'll talk about in a second. Like, let's hope that they're just reshuffling the deck and they're figuring out where they want to go and they have a big bill to pay in the upcoming uh, couple of weeks. And you know, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm maybe it's just an abusive relationship and I'm going back again and again and again, but it feels like I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt of like, okay, surprise me. Okay. Surprise me. Okay. Surprise me. And you know, hopefully survivor series is it. And it feels weird, you know, that we are two weeks away, I think from, um, from survivor series it's in Brooklyn. Nick, you and I have made efforts to go to pretty much every Brooklyn show that's happened since 2016, 2017, whatever it was. Um, and neither of us even talked about it, which was no, I have no crazy. desire to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let's move on. Let's talk about those more somber news. Story number three from the week is WWE has released 18 more superstars, I think was the number. From what I understand, there was a lot more on the corporate end as well, uh, all attributed to the quote-unquote budget cuts. 
The funny thing is, is that earlier that day, November 4th, uh, WWE held their quarterly earnings call and they announced a record setting profit of two hundred and fifty six million dollars. Yeah. And then they did budget cuts. I'm telling you, man, they are not that Disney does this, but I said this a few weeks ago. They are Disney World. And, uh, you know, they're just going to keep chugging along and and doing their thing. uh, I heard through the grapevine, if you will, that it's uh, a lot of it's due to uh, anti-vax. Some of those wrestlers are anti-vax. Uh, you know, I heard some I heard some rumblings with that, specifically with um, I think it was specifically with Nia Jax, I think yep. is where the stories yep. were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I could be wrong, so I apologize. But that's what I heard um, too. You know, she definitely brought up that, you know, the vaccination status could have played a uh, a piece here. And I don't know all the details, so I don't really want to speak on it. But uh, right. Nia Jax was one of those names, Keith Lee, Mia Yim. Karrion Cross, Scarlett Bordeaux, all both of those couples. Um, we saw we did Marie. get a uh, funny quip from Karrion Cross uh, yes. on Twitter. <laughs> I, I know you saw that. Yeah, I did. So somebody uh, commented on 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 the the helmet. I think yeah. and his response was like, "Nobody wants that shit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> classic. But um, we also saw Frankie Monet from NXT, Ember Moon. And I think the one that was most surprising to me, or like, like your, your head scratcher, of course, you've got Keith Lee, which makes no sense. And it was more of a disappointment of like, this dude is so incredible and you can't figure out how to use them. It was just really frustrating. But I think the head scratcher of all of this is B-Fab from Hit Row. I mean, she was just on television, just moved up to SmackDown, just in a segment. And now next thing you know, Oof. Yeah. But, you know, look, they did this with like how they completely botched uh, Nikki Cross. Sure. And, you know, her her obviously she didn't get canned. But, you know, when she was brought up to, to the main roster, they they botched that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of knew that, that they were going to tweak it just like how they didn't give Cross Scarlet, um, which we we thought was a major letdown. Mm-hmm. Um I'm, I might be like in the minority. Well, I'm probably not in the minority because I'm sure if everybody thinks about it from this sense, from like all these people, like nobody wants to get let go from their job and that part's awful. Um, but from like the standpoint of like as a fan watching, I think this is for the best because all of these people were not being used. They were we were complaining about how underutilized they were for for the past few months with Keith Lee and Cross and Scarlett, especially. I know us. Um, So for the wrestling world and for the fans, I do think this is for the best because I don't think WWE and the main roster was ever going to use any of these people the right way. You're, you're not wrong. And, I, you know, we, of course, whatever there's big wrestling news like this and releases mostly is what we've been talking about recently, unfortunately, but that pod foundation group chat just pops off. And that was ultimately the sediment here. It was like, it was that head scratcher of like, how do you not make somebody like right. Keith, Keith Lee work? But at the end of the day, like the overwhelming thoughts here were like, all right, cool. Chains off. Let's yeah. see where they go. Let's see what right. happens. And, you know, in 90 days, we'll, we'll be having a different conversation and trying to see where the cards will fall and, you know, who knows who goes where, but 
Uh, it's, it's cr- yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy because he had some great moments on the main roster, too. Uh, when oh, the, Keith Lee? Yeah. I mean, NXT, yeah, when two NXT, years ago. yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I was just going to say. And even the Rumble. The yep. Rumble right. moment with Brock. Yep. I mean, he rubbed shoulders with... a big with... boy. It's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, it's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, he, he had moments of rubbed shoulders with the top two on the card in Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at Roman. Survivor Series and then at uh, at Royal Rumble. So, you know, I keep calling it a head scratcher. It's just frustrating. But at the end of the day, if he right. can go out and be legit Keith Lee again and not this right. neutered... I'm, I'm, I, I, I know I'm stealing neutered from somebody. I'm sure it was in the pod foundation chat, but like, that's my new favorite word. When we talk about the WWE and, and what they're doing to some of their talent, they just feel neutered. And that's the perfect description for Keith Lee here. And, um, you know, Tony Khan was quoted as being interested in one, two or three of the recently uh, released talent. So if you are Tony Khan, who's your number one and who's your number two, who you get going after Nick? Oh man, how how is Keith Lee not number one? Um, mm-hmm. And then then for me, it's you're, I guess it's two and and two B, and it's Cross and Scarlet. Uh, those two were awesome with his first run in NXT before he got injured. They, they were perfect again. Like I know Matt, you said this all the time. You know how how did they screw this up? How did they screw this up? And, mm-hmm. and they did. Um, I just want to go back and talk about this and I'm not trying to nitpick on wrestling fans, but I think I, I think maybe we kind of understand a little bit better because all of us here on the extra cooler show are big sports fans. And at this point in, in the empire that Vince McMahon has built, I think he treats his roster like it's his team, if you will. And in sport, professional sports, there's sometimes surprise cuts but then it's like not that surprising. And it happens all year round. It happens in the preseason. It happens in season. It happens in the off season. Yeah. Uh, players get cut. Players get let go. Players don't get re-signed. Um, and there's no and off I, season in a uh, Right. There's no. Yeah. So, so really, I mean, at this point, I don't think it should be surprising anymore when, when people who aren't being used get let go. So Keith Lee is Odell Beckham Jr.? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't don't do that to Keith Lee. Man, I, so I, going back to to your uh, your top two and a half, we'll call it with with uh, assuming they're a package. Man, yes. I think I think Keith Lee is. Uh, I'm in agreement. I feel like you have to take Keith Lee and figure out a way to right. showcase a, a, a guy like that. Um, you know, PWG was the place where all of the big indie talent was uh, a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic, if you will. And, you know, that's really where he's, you know, cut his teeth and became a huge star and name. Um, but at the end of the day, like I want to see him with the chains off and just going through and being able to be himself again. Um, and AEW is the perfect spot, the perfect wrestling style, if you will, um, that he can come in and do that. But I'm not going cross and Scarlet as, as, as awesome as they are as a, you know, that sexy tandem, if you will. Right. Um, 
it's got to be Ember Moon for me, man. Like that one snuck underneath the rug. And I feel like she's somebody else that you can inject into the AEW women's division and only grow it stronger and stronger. And, you know, the character work wasn't always my favorite thing from Ember Moon. Uh, right. You know, there was the, that primal scream and whatnot. Just doesn't really <laughs> yeah. do anything for me. No, but, but at in the end ring. of the day, like in ring, I really enjoy what she does and that finisher that eclipse off the top rope. I just, right. I don't want to see it go unseen. Like that's so cool. <laughs> so I, I want to see her um, injected into no, that's that, a good call. that as well. So that's like where she, I'm going to uh, waver. I feel like she fits more in like an AEW than she does sure. in like a WWE NXT. Sure. Yeah, actually. It'd be interesting if someone like that with that kind of talent too goes to impact, because like I've said before, impacts women division is like, is pretty stacked and pretty awesome. Um, yeah. you, you have the, interesting. The, you know, wow is, is coming now too. So there's another place right. for the women of wrestling uh, to come about and, you know, find a new home. So maybe they can be a big player. Maybe it's uh, impact again. And, you know, I, I think impact is, is pretty well set to take on a killer cross kind of guy again yeah. and bring him back. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think, he can float around and maybe the, the forbidden door treats him well, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see where cross goes. Cause I don't feel like that's a, a straight line. Uh, and mm. Nia Jax is another one. I'm really interested to see what happens here. <laughs> she's, I feel like she's, <laughs> she's always hurting someone, Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, just to, and so uh, Chad from, from uh, the Turnbuckle Tavern, he said, uh, the, the beauty about wrestling right now, and it's so true, is that it's so accessible for us to scroll through social media and see something, and then you can pick and choose what you want to watch. Um, and that's the beauty like of the amount of time that I have in my life for wrestling is a lot of it's through social media right now. And then if I see something that catches my eye, I can then go and find it somewhere to watch so um it's going to be interesting to see where these people pop up and i'm curious to to go check them out yeah speaking of what what caught your eye what else caught your eye this week oh man i'm gonna take this this smooth transition that i think mike is trying to set me up for <laughs> with story number wink, two wink, wink. <laughs> thanks mike i appreciate the segue here but uh <laughs> You did it for me. Regardless, um, story number two this week is a must-see segment with Eddie Kingston and CM Punk from Rampage this past Friday. Holy shit. Masterclass. A masterclass of just pro wrestling. I, in my notes, as I'm, because I'm super nerd and preparing myself to speak into a microphone about wrestling. So I have notes that I take on all the shows and in all caps, I have, this is pro wrestling. Like that was everything I wrote down. They started this feud as two weeks ago. Um, Eddie Kingston loses a match, goes into the back and interrupts CM Punk's backstage interview. And I was like, all right, fine. Here we go. Eddie Kingston, CM Punk next in line. Let's, let's just move on. And then next thing you know, on rampage, Eddie comes out. First of all, a true Knicks fan, always uh, been a, a Knicks fan from Yonkers where I was born <laughs> in the city I was born. So um, we'll, we'll rep a Knicks, Knicks hoodie on national television. So uh, go New York, go New York, go. Um, but he, this dude just feels incredibly authentic. I don't know if he just rubs some people the wrong way. Cause he's so New York. He's so 
Yonkers. He's so Bronx, like <laughs> everything about him exudes just New York. And I'm sure that can rub some people the wrong way. And maybe that makes him feel like an asshole. But regardless for me, I see him on TV and he just looks and feels so authentic. Um, but they took this. I interrupted your promo and turned it into this blood feud within just a couple of minutes and made this story 15 years long. It was like, like Nick's, uh, like Mike said, a masterclass of promos and pro wrestling. So I just wanted to give them their flowers this week and give them a whole story to themselves. <laughs> it, it was, it was perfect. And as I was watching it, I, I was like, this is CM Punk. And this is what, in my opinion, CM Punk does best is his mic work. And he, he elevates whoever else is with him in the ring on a microphone. Um, and it, that's all I kept thinking is this is the CM Punk that I've been wanting to see in AEW and see what he can do with, with someone like this. Um, I'm excited for it. You know, like him throwing out the, you know, I was thinking, uh, what do you say? Elevation or dark, something more. Your speed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, Oh man, <laughs> man. I, and then, you know, what started the scrum and the pull apart at the end was, you know, after I beat you at full gear, why don't you go quit for another seven boom headbutt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then off to the races, man. And it feels like the pull aparts in other places, I'll say, just feels so yeah, disjointed yeah. and right in, in uh, staged. Just, yeah, staged, just disingenuous. And this, like you know, oh, I, I said it last girl. week. I'm gonna say it again. Like AEW is booking to be must see television from front to back in all three of their hours that they have on television during the week. And this is just a prime example, like a small promo turns into absolute gold and man, man, this was so good. So good. So chef's kiss, Jim, yep. you're cutting class, but mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> Let's continue down. We are just mere days away from story. Number one in full gear. Man, we have a stacked card. There's eight matches as of now. We still have a Dynamite and a Rampage before this happens. So things could change. Things could get more interesting. We should we could see some more stipulations. But at the top of the card, we have Kenny Omega, Adam Hangman Page. This storyline has been going since pretty much the inception of the company. And here we are. Is it time to put the title on Hangman? man <laughs> i don't know i That's don't question. know you know i sit there like and i i i talk always how i i don't ever want roman to lose and and you know i know it's totally different booking and whatnot um but it's it, i look at it and i'm not gonna sit here and pretend to be like the, the all-knowing aew fan um but i kind of want to see him drop that title uh you know, I, I want to see a shift in gears, if you will. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do here because what do you do with hangman? If he loses that's what do you do with Kenny? If he loses, like all of this is, is so good. And the reason why I'm going to continue to say it, AEW is appointment watch. Like you, you have yeah. to sit down and I know 10 o'clock on a Friday. I'm not, I'm, I'm not there either, but like, man, this, the, the booking is to a point where you can see it going either way for, you know, eight matches. You can see it 
each one of them going a certain way. Yeah. And it's the beauty of sitting here and shelling out 50 bucks to go watch this pay-per-view and holy hell, I I'm, I'm excited. And you know, at the end of the day, I, I am calling my prediction is that the title stays on Kenny Omega and my reason see that my reasoning for it is because there needs to be an end to the story that was told on Brian Danielson's first stop at AEW. And he had his very first match, that time limit draw with Kenny Omega in Queens. Like there needs to be a payoff from that. And we have Danielson versus Miro in the finals of the eliminator tournament, which will also happen that evening. And then you've, you got to imagine, especially as Miro being a, a substitute for Moxley, you got to imagine that the plan is going to be to have Danielson win and set up the finally him earning his spot, like Kenny said right. all those weeks ago. Um, right. Earning his spot to come back and challenge for the title. And it feels like that's where the puzzle pieces fit. But at the end of the day, right. both of those matches could go the other way. And we can right. see Miro right. just dominate like Moxley was doing and right. come out and destroy Danielson, which I, you know, it's hard to believe, uh, but those two are going to beat the shit out of each other. And oh, oh my totally. God, am I here for it? <laughs> so is, when I look at the card and when I think about it, is there anything that bums you out about this card? No, I'm, even ex- uh, I'm excited about uh, Britt Baker versus Tay, actually. Uh, oh, Tay, yeah. is, Tay is probably my second favorite uh, women's wrestler in the company next to Britt Baker. So yeah, um, I'm excited about that one. I just no. think this is the second, their second pay-per-view in a row and they've had him right there and maybe they're doing this on purpose, but no Malachi again. There's- and I know, I know there's nothing, maybe it doesn't fit in here, but it's just like, I don't know. He's there's a guy no- I want to see always. There's no Cody on the card either. I know. And, and he wasn't on the last card either. You get to, <laughs> you get to shoehorn things in whenever you want. <laughs> right. So right. there, there, Maybe there's a, a possibility that you're listening to this and there's already a Malachi and Cody match on the card. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure they'll, they'll, they, they don't listen. They're not WWE. They're not going to completely like ignore them on this card. I know they're, you know, last time they didn't do that. Um, but I'm bummed he's not on there, but that's like such a, a minuscule thing and a nitpicking thing. It's, 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 it's an interesting omission for, you know, and I didn't put together, we talked about the same thing uh, for the last pay-per-view that Malachi wasn't on it. I'm, right. uh, I'm sure it'll be entertaining, but my, oh, like, yeah. my popcorn match, if you will, is going to be uh, that inner circle against men of the year and America top team. I just, I don't know. I'm struggling yeah, to, totally. to get in there and, and buy in on it. I'm, I, I mean, they talked me into the building for punk and Ked and Eddie Kingston. Like we just talked about right. Darby and MJF will be, will be fun. I don't think that feud will be over. I think that feud will run for years and years, to be honest with you, but right. man, um, that match should be a ton of fun. And uh, you know, the sneaky, potential for match of the night, I think is actually going to be Christian 
oh, Jurassic yeah. Express against the Super Click and just yeah, seeing Adam Cole sure. spot fest. Yeah. yeah. Seeing Adam Cole in his first pay-per-view AEW event, I think is just going to be, all right, what, what, like licking my chops. What you got for me, kid? Like, right. show me what you oh, got. Oh, totally. Over, under, totally. on super kicks. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> What's the line, Mike? Control. What's the line? <laughs> 12. 12? I'm going over. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So I, I'm, I'm excited for this weekend. I, it is my daughter's birthday. We'll be away. Um, we're visiting some family that she, that she requested. So we're going to, uh, I'm going to be watching this on an iPad around the rest of my family and they're just going to have to deal with it. Cause I'm that locked in. So, uh, <laughs> cheers, AEW. Thank you for, uh, driving yes. an amazing, amazing piece here. And there's one last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here. AEW is synonymous for, having these big surprises, these big reveals on their, on their pay-per-views. Um, we just had all of the exodus of the, or the, the exit of all the ROH talent now um, without contracts. Do we see a potential bandito show up? Do we show, see anybody else from the ROH world come in? You know, is it Brody King, but no Malachi, excuse me, no Malachi on the card know. makes me question Brody King if he shows up at this point. And then there's that looming so cloud. Because like, I don't, yeah, <laughs> sorry that, to cut you off. That looming cloud of Wyndham Rotunda. And uh, man, is that how we go off the air? I, I hope they don't do that as much as I love, I love surprises in wrestling. To me, it's like probably top three, one of the best things you could do. But I feel like it's a dangerous, dangerous line that they're crossing if they do throw a surprise at the end, because then then you're really going to expect it every yeah. single pay-per-view. Yeah. And, and the well is going to run out eventually. Um, and uh I think they can save it or, or go about it a different way um, because they've had so many surprises. It, I don't know. Or it just yeah. end on like a hangman win. Right. Like that. It'd be interesting. It, it sure is, man. I, like I said, I'm locked in. I'm going to be watching on an iPad around my parents and my sister <laughs> and they're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> it's going to feel like 1991 again as I'm uh, right. Except I don't have to watch the scrambled, uh, scrambled, scrambled uh, pay-per-view in the background. I just, I get to watch it on my iPad. <laughs> I think I see the undertaker's nipple. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's a callback to what Jim said. You've watched a lot of. <laughs> oh God. All, All right, right. With Nick, that, <laughs> let's take us home. Get, get us out of here. On the note of Undertaker's nipple, uh, next week we will be covering Survivor Series 1991. Uh, no one's getting out of doing their homework this week, uh, whether you're prepared or not, Jim. Uh, everybody, whether we want us. to or not, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll even even dabble in a little uh, Tuesday in Texas. Um, but be sure to follow us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Don't forget to follow and check out the Pod Foundation on social media. And uh, while you're at it, don't forget to follow, subscribe, rate, review, and tell all of your friends about the Extra Cooler Show available wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. Cheers, fellas. Bye, Marks. Full gear, a little bit high bar for you. I was thinking something like elevation or dark. Something more your speed. 
nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, <laughs> just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Sports, 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 sports side heater. Extra credit. Nasty, nasty, nasty boy. Boy.